<laughs> you are watching, listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our platforms. I'm Mike Morales here in the San Gabriel Valley of Southern California. That young man out there is Jim Johnston in the Mahoning Valley of Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> Just steps from the casino. Be there now. Um, <laughs> uh, happy, happy 2021, Jim. Jeez, you know. Yeah, we made it. We <laughs> made it. You know, I'm glad they, they, they figured out the vaccine. We've all been inoculated. Nobody's dying. That's good, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. We're, we're actually filming this in, in the middle of November, okay? So we're still quarantined in place. That's it's right. right before Thanksgiving. We ain't going anywhere, all right? Yeah. But this is no big deal for us because we're still drinking tequila together, Side by side, as you can see, because that's how our screens are. And we are going to dissect Miko Tequila. Uh, if you didn't watch the Blanco version of this, then we're not going to spoil too many things for you. But we will give you a backstory on this. As you can see, I've enjoyed a little bit of mine. I've had mine for a couple of weeks. Um, the family, the Singe family, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, they were really nice enough to deliver this to our porch here in Southern Cal. And um, this is the reposado version. So I'm going to use my Estazo Jarrito. As usual, we're going to drink the stuff, taste it, and then we'll give you all the stats and stories behind it later on. Um, I'm going to pour my on. My Jarrito is the one that I use for mezcal. I, I prefer that one as well. I kind of I gotta go back and forth. Um, depends on whether I can get my other spare <laughs> Jarrito. Right. It's, a, it's still in a box somewhere from my move from Texas. Well, um, when we do three. I always have to make sure I I I, I have to in in the middle. I do go Glen Cairn so I can yeah well space those out appropriately exactly yeah <laughs> and, and uh, uh, see and I've got a uh, if it's more than three then I've got to pull out I, I have a Glen Cairn that I use usually for the rep for the añejos this one's really pale I don't know if you got you folks can see this on our screens but it's a it's pale kind of a light straw yeah exactly almost looks like a whiskey right. You know, it it's even like for for a whiskey. I mean, this this would fall in for me if I were tasting a whiskey that had this color. It would be a Scotch. Ah, okay. It would be a Scotch whiskey because I I think the char on a bourbon barrel would take this a little darker than than what it is here. I I still uh, if you've watched this with the uh, Blanco version, if you're looking at the 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 string string of pearls, very uniform. And these are a little bit more clingy, but when they when they sheet down, they're all uniform. It's like it's like the yeah. I'm looking at the that rockettes. Little, that, the little cascade effect. Yeah, it's like I'm looking at the rockettes. You know, all they're all they're all in. They're yeah, all they in, really are. Wow, isn't that beautiful? That's just visually beautiful, and and, and you know, yeah, we're geeking out, but you know, there's beauty in the way. Uh, it, you know, you can tell by the way it's distilled. I mean, uh, some of the ones, some of the uh, Jim and I have had añejos and extra añejos that, that by their character are going to cling to the glass and then it looks very oily. This one syrupy looks, almost. Yeah, this one does not. This one, um, um, again, we'll give you the information after we taste it. But I, it's visually beautiful, even though the colors, like you said, it's more scotch than whiskey. You're right. Absolutely. Um, and there's a, probably a reason for that too. And I'll get into that when we go into the backstory, but 
What are we? Oh, whoa. Did you smell that? Have you smelled it yet? Oh, wow. Holy cow. That, that, uh, that baked agave you were talking about on the Blanco? Yeah, yeah. This has been baked. This is this has got baking spice now on top of it. Right, right. And the floral has gone away, and and the the sweetness is now, um, it, that whole baking uh, effect is going all the way across the 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 nose here. It's a baked sugar, baked spice smell now. And you know what else I'm getting? And I know to be honest, you you folks may have seen my bottle has been opened. Um, I'm getting a little bit of alcohol, which we did not get in the Blanco. Are you getting any alcohol? I'm getting just a touch, right, right, right in the center of it, right where it needs to be, though. I mean, that's okay. It's it's all right to have that. Uh, some mescals may have it more, you know, so where it, where it burns your nose hairs or something. But right. uh, this is very this is very characteristic. It 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 should be there. It's part of the the aroma profile. I love this smell, man. That was that was this almost really nice. And 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 again, all of that kind of fresh floral, fresh citrus has now been baked down to a caramelized version on this. This is uh, so it's more like it, an orange. Like so, we're getting more orange than than lime and lemon, maybe, or more orange and and, and more of a that that floral and, and the sweetness is now that 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 sugar has caramelized a little bit there is there is cooked notes to that that sugar that sweetness wow that is some beautiful stuff but that was instant it just came right up to you right up to you to greet you it wasn't it wasn't like a sneaky or anything it just says hi you know right right it's um wow i am getting more of that orange it's like a like an orange blossom or an orange uh um what's the Eric, I did something. I did a tasting with Eric Zandona, and he used a, a like a like a jam, like an orange, like marmalade. a marmalade, like a marmalade. Yeah, and I I don't particularly care for marmalade. You know what you're right. This has got a um, kind of a jammy sort of uh, orange preserve smell to it. That that's yeah, just... yeah, there it is. That's really interesting that I picked that up because I don't well, know. And, and again, I think it's because that sugar, this, the, the, not sugar, because the, the Blanco did not have a sugar nose on it. It had a floral sweetness where this is now less of the blossom, more of the fruit. And the sweetness is cooked like a, like a marmalade has to get, you know, you, to make your preserves. Yeah, it's this been, this sugar has broken down. The sweetness has got more depth on this nose. What do they What do they call that? A reduction? It's been reduced. Or it's a reduction. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. This I'm is, not a part. I'm, I'm not a mixologist either, but you know, Jim has more more background in in and so does Alex for that matter. And in, in you know those terms, I don't have the descriptors for that, but but I do. I down. do. Yeah, it's it's really That's a great great nose though. Yeah, it is very pleasant. This is one that you really want to spend some time with because you keep pulling stuff out and pulling stuff out. And and that alcohol isn't so much that you can't get a deep whiff of this. It, it, there's really a lot there that you can take a big a big gulp of air through there and, and pick up a lot of a, a lot of very nice stuff. It's almost as if the alcohol and I've and I've heard this before from other master distillers. The alcohol needs to be there because in and right. of itself, it presents the rest of the 
it almost like brings it out whatever other characteristics are there in the in in the tequila uh you know unlike i guess unlike uh some other spirits where the alcohol kind of gets in the way you know uh or it's unpleasant for some people because it's too aggressive this is not aggressive with the alcohol it's oh. there but it's um it's kind of delivering that short that that sweetness it's got. I tell you what. It's almost. Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. Well, let's let's taste it first. Let's let's, All right. let's, All let's right. go in and dive in. Mm. Oh wow. It's sweeter than I thought it would be. That's like a spoonful of jam. Wow. That is a. That that is just uh, the sweet is is pleasantly sweet. It's not yeah. It's not saccharine sweetness in any way. Yeah. This is pleasantly sweet. It's followed immediately by spiciness, baking spice. Yeah, um, barrel spice, like a uh, sometimes even a cinnamon, like a touch of cinnamon in there. Right. This is um, this is a croissant with orange marmalade on it. Oh, it. look at him. <laughs> this has got a this has got a pastry kind of baked dough with spice on it flavor right behind that sweetness. Wow. It makes it taste like it's a pastry. It's a so, tart. It, so there is your there is your food pairing folks right there. If you've got a croissant, you know, that's that's, oh. that's oh my god. And and it not that this is buttery. I wouldn't say that there's any it's really It's not buttery. No, it's not buttery. It's not there because you know croissants in and of themselves will have that if they're if they're uh, they're, they're normally you know swiped with butter and, and things like that or baked in. This doesn't have the butteriness that you get maybe sometimes in some añejos. Um, but you're right. This is this is the flavor. This is um like an like an unbuttered croissant. Let's put it that way. Well, it, it's something where you've got a, a, a baked cook. There, there is a little hint right between the sweetness on the front of my palate and that that burst of, of baked spice where you just get a little bit of that floral has become almost like uh, um, just I don't want to say dough that's not a good way to put it but it's like uh, it's like a delivery of that alcohol that's coming through kind of delivering that punch of spice and, and it's if you've ever had a really good apple pie or a really good, you taste the dough, but you get the apple, the sweet apple, the spice, all right. of that in there. And the dough is a delivery method for that. Yeah. The alcohol in this is delivering that hit of sweet and then that baking spice. And it is just really, really nice. I mean, it is, it is bright. It is pleasant, but that's that spice hits you. And what was a pepper for me with the Blanco yeah. is now a, a cinnamon anise. Oh, oh, wow. Um, so the complexity that we got with the Blanco continues with the, repos with the Reposado, but it's even enhanced. There's even more layers of, of co the complexity. And I'll be honest with you, where I said the Blanco would really stand up to a good tequila soda, it'd be a great... I don't even know if I would want to mix this. I, you could, but I, I... You know, there's more. there's more complexity going on in here that we get in some of the... Some of the añejos and extra añejos. This one almost has like a second like yeah. extra añejo light. This sips Weird. like a whiskey would in that the complexity 
you need an ice cube maybe in this to just open up that little bit of flavor on the back end. Uh, but but I, I, I don't really see anything that I would mix this with. Yeah, I don't either. I, I would food pair it, like you said. That was a beautiful food pairing right there. I, I think it's more food forward than, than you know, uh, uh, than, than cocktail. Not that this isn't mixable. I mean, you can mix every tequila with a cocktail. Yeah. I would maybe do a splash of soda just to give this a little bit of effervescence to, to open up that flavor. And I mean a splash, and that's it. Or a small ice cube. But it, it's just very bright. It's very vibrant. And it is just a delicious front to back. Yeah. This is a real, just the, the again, very well balanced. And let me give you the backstory on this. This comes, this is an 80 proof tequila. It comes from a Gnome 1107, which you might remember. It's El Viejito. Uh, we have several brands that come out of there right now. Of course, El Viejito. We have Miko. Tromba, apparently, has, has uh, coming out of there as well. Um, it's, a, it's Karma tequila, one of my favorites, comes out of there. And the people who have their tequilas made at this distillery swear by this distillery. Um, the, the, the backstory is the gentleman who started this, A.J. Singe, and I hope I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly, uh, and his son are co-founders of Miko. Turns out AJ is a, 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 a former uh, executive at Patron when Martin Crowley still owned it. In other words, that was that was the that was he was the co-founder with with J, John Paul de Joria. So he was there, you know, during the front line at the ground level of this this brand. So he kind of both he and his son grew up in the business, in the alcohol business, and in its heyday. Uh, so I call him like a tequila madman. A, there's a few of those guys out there, and I've, I've interviewed a couple of them, and they have these wonderful stories. I, I, I really want to reach out to this family directly. His brother, uh, uh, one of the brothers, one of the other sons, was the one that was nice enough to deliver this tequila to me at, at the, on my porch. Now, here's here's the interesting thing. Um when you get into our Reposados and Añejos, and I'm reading this from an article, this is how I found this family and I found the brand because I'd never heard of it before. Um, there's a quote here when it says, when you get into our Reposados and our Añejos, typically when you age tequilas, you use American oak, Singe says. But we, what we did, we're aging first in American oak, that's whiskey casks and bourbon casks. So it's one and or the other. Right. Uh, that means that means Kentucky bourbon or Tennessee whiskey. Those are two separate things. OK, folks. And then as an experiment, we're like, uh, let's finish these off in Cabernet casks. I don't know if there's any other tequila out there that's being finished in Cabernet casks like we are. And, and there are a few other brands that are finishing and polishing their tequilas in wine barrels. It's become the neatest, the, 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 the hottest thing to do now to add an extra layer of complexity. I, and I don't know, Jim, you're the, you're the wine guy too. I, I'm not too much into, you know, if it's not a California white Zin, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I got to cuss. let friends drink white Zinfandel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really a lot of more into the agave spirits because that's just what I've done for 20 some odd years. So not that I don't have enough experience to, to pull stuff out, but in and of itself, Cabernet's, um, I, I know that I've had, I've had uh, Añejo tequilas aged in uh, barrels from Napa Valley, and they tend to be dry. Um, I'm, I'm not 
well, even even with bourbon, we'll get some dryness. Whiskey, right. not so much. But um, so, is there any? Do you think that what we're tasting, as far as the the, the orange, uh, the jam, the 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 marmalade, is that due to the is that due to the the wine barrels that we're getting? Is maybe what we're getting is grape and not orange? Well, and I, I got to tell you, there are a couple of cabs now that are being made that are bourbon barrel aged cabs mm-hmm. that, that knows very similar to this. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of grape sweetness and tannic tang on the nose and uh-huh. a little bit of bourbon corn sweetness and bourbon char spice. And it noses very much like this. Taste wise, though. Uh, this is a bourbon drinker's tequila. Yeah, that's what exactly what I was going to say. I, I think it's more. I, I think I got more bourbon uh, from it than than Cabernet, but but it'll take me a while. To, I'd actually have to do a side by side with a cab or spend an evening with a Cabernet to I, to be able to. Pull I think the cab out. barrel probably tempered a little bit of the sweetness on this that came from the bourbon barrels. So the the char and the sweetness off the bourbon barrels got tempered a little by the cab barrel. Nose-wise, this it, it matches up like those bourbon barrel-aged cabs that I've had uh, the last couple of months. And, and taste-wise, this has got the complexity of a really nice low-rye bill, mash bill bourbon. This has got a corn sweetness that, that is not saccharine, that, that has been mellowed. Um, and, and the spice is in there like a good whiskey. And, and I would say if you like bourbon, this is, this is a great tequila wow. to sip neat. And, and again, don't be, don't be alarmed by the color. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a pale straw. So it, so it's going to look like a scotch. Uh, it's going to bourbon drinkers will love it. Um, the fact that it's got a Cabernet polished finish barrel to it. It's got and, a lot happening here. You can yeah, smell there's, it there's, and taste it. There is, I, I'm and I'm sitting here and nosing this more and just picking up a little bit more of that. Now that the alcohol has subsided a little, I'm getting that kind of tannic grape compliment on the sweetness that that makes me. It just smells nice. Yeah, there's a lot of aromas and it's it's full of aromatics that that. I wouldn't I honestly. First of all, here let me go. Let me do this. Make it official. It's a brand absolutely of, do that. Brand of promise nominee in the Ripple Solo category. Yeah. But I I would hesitate to put this in a cocktail. And I think Jim nailed I, it. One of those I really would. I really would. I would say this though, and I'm going to throw this out there just because of the flavor profile and, and the aroma. If you were going to make an a Manhattan out of tequila, this is what you'd use. Wow! Look at that. That's Get some dark, good bourbon-soaked cherries and a very nice vermouth and, and make a tequila Manhattan out of this. And you're going to get a lot of that bourbon character and complexity and the, the, the muted char-barreled sweetness that comes with bourbon uh-huh. in this tequila. I think that would stand up. Now, that being said, sip this neat, please, because there's so much to taste and, and smell with this glass as it as it develops and 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 the air gets to it it's, wow. it's outstanding you know yeah. it used to be years ago it used to be that and, and i talked to this with many of our tjs it used to be ripple silos were an afterthought 
you know, it was this just let's just put it out there as a middle of the road and and just aged enough to to round the, the round the edges off the Blanco. And right. traditionally that's that's a repo. But now, you know, with with the as the as the category has increased, we've seen the return of some. There was one year where the Reposados were really making a statement, and I think this is this is one of those. You know, it the the trend has continued. This Reposado makes a makes a statement. It's not an afterthought just to fill up the line. There's some really good barrel management going on. And yeah, uh, just to quickly iterate. This, uh, they have a female, uh, a woman, a master distiller. Her name is uh, Karina. Let me get her name really quickly here. Karina Rojo. She is the female master distiller, the, the woman master distiller, lady master distiller. I want to I give it a proper name, uh, give her a proper, proper title. Anyway, she is responsible for these flavor profiles. She's a mad genius, man. We talk about G4 and Felipe Camarena. This is like, she's, she's, Evil. <laughs> She's, this, this Cabernet barrel, the, the more that this gets some air in it and the more I, I sip it, it takes all that spice that we're used to and all that pepper uh, and just, it doesn't mute it. It just turns the volume down on it a touch so that the whole thing, and again, it's got that balance we talked about in the Blanco. Right. This is just such a nice, every part of the journey here from the front to the back of the palate is vibrant and complex, but not overwhelming, and it's nice. And uh, yeah, mad genius. That's a good. That's a good way to. She's the master mad genius there at uh, Miko Tequila. Anyway, folks, that's our take on Miko Tequila. Miko Tequila Reposado. You have been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yes, we're on Twitter, uh, and uh, and of course. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that, that subscribe button, make it turn gray, hit the notification bell. So every time I, we upload a video with Jim on it, you guys get notified. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm here in Southern California. That gentleman out there is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. And whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs>